Hey, Brian Phillips here with you today. Welcome back to the Grace Ops Podcast. We're going to be going into part two with a guest that we have, uh, Pastor Philip Williams. He's, a, he's from our local region here, so it's Philip, Ryan, Evan, and I. And we're, we're discussing how grace empowers us to conquer darkness. Some takeaways of just practical things we can do spiritually to fight kind of darkness in within our inner man, and then also how we can fight darkness, uh, tangible darkness that we find in the earth through the physical, how do we fight physical darkness as well? So that's the discussion we're having. Love for you to, to uh, join us on our social media platforms at GraceOps212. Also would love for you to consider partnering with us. If you believe in the vision, we are going to go global with this thing. So We'd love for you to help fuel our projects and uh, just kind of help us keep fuel in the tank for the vision to uh, to move full time into this. So if you want to partner with us, you can go to graceops.net slash partner and sign up there. And then yeah. you look at what did he do? He came and he called 12 men to follow him. He started a community and then he tells this community um, that, which actually grew up to over a hundred people at one time, hundred, maybe even over 120 or so. And then at the John six message, you know, eat my flesh, drink my blood. They're like, Whoa, you're crazy. He loses like a hundred disciples in one message. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and how does a man value the presence of God or value salvation is that we have to first see, we, we all know this, we all know our own depravity. We all know our own. We all know how dark sin is. I don't. We don't have to talk about that a whole lot. You know, we've got a whole culture now, political correctness and LGBTQ, who's redefining all the terms and trying to. And all that is is man's way of justifying sin. That's all it is. Exactly. And and it's complicated because we've allowed a hundred genders to be put, written down on paper. I mean, who can even? Who can even keep up with that type of nonsense? It's just absolutely ridiculous. And then obviously there's somebody out there hearing me say this now who's just inflamed with anger, calling me a hater. And, you know, because because uh, God forbid you disagree with somebody that's redefining biblical terms. But um, that's the thing, though, is the, es- the essence of what you're saying is that we have to see we have to realize our own depravity. We can't save ourselves. Um, I love the Eastern mindset. I'm not saying I don't like the Western mindset, but I like the Eastern mindset more probably because I live in the Western mindset. The Eastern mindset says this, Philip and and Ryan says, I'm going to assume that there's a God and discover what he's like. And the Western mindset says, uh, prove to me there's a God and then I'll follow him. Right. And so the Eastern mindset's way better at just assuming and believing and but when I came against my own self in my own battles with pornography back in, in my teen years, I felt that bondage. I felt the slave driving. I even felt the dirtiness of, of uh, those images and just the stuff that you would subject yourself to. And I felt the, the, the slavery of it all. I felt the bondage of my life. Now, it wasn't drug addiction. It wasn't alcohol addiction. Um, it was an addiction that basically everybody kind of dealt with back in that day and even in this day but who was i going to talk to it about my coach you know who was it was going to tell my dad like who am i going to talk to about this you know people be like well that's normal right like they'd laugh it off um 
who's going to help somebody get free from porn. We all, you know, it's, it's so normal. We all do it, you know, whatever. Um, but I had to feel that. And then when I heard like the, what you were saying earlier about the passion, the power and the clarity of the gospel, I heard the clarity of the gospel and I heard Christ say, I want to save you, but I also want you to come die for my name. I heard all that in the gospel message. I heard that it just, the spirit of God drew me in and I found that to be way more fascinating than anything I had ever found in my life at that point. So at 17 years old, I decided, I decided forever I was going to give my life to Christ. No matter what I did occupationally, I wasn't signing up to be a pastor or anything, but I just knew forever I'm going to do this thing called Jesus. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I agree with you. So to find that value, we've got to see our own, we've got to value the cross. We've got to value the depths of what Isaiah talks about, how by his stripes we're healed and how he took upon us all the chastisement that we deserve. You know, yeah. the cat of nine tails yeah. was my cat of nine tails. I was just on Facebook this morning. Somebody's I'd never seen this before, but somebody said, write a sad story in four words. So this was my sad story. My sin killed him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Bro. So, yeah, to, to value the presence of God, you have to see the value of what his holiness brings to us. Yeah. And, it's far more powerful than anything I've ever experienced in this earth. It's far more fascinating. It's far more, it's mysterious and it's takes, it takes a lifetime to figure out. And then even then you're only scratching the surface, but it's like the things of God are far, you know, living a disciplined life and agreeing with the Bible is a far better way to live. Yeah. And you want to find God's presence. It's right here in Holy scripture. He wrote his word right here to us. You can find God every day in the word. That's how easy it is to find God. Yeah. But you have to have ears to hear. And that's why you have to have community. I feel a repetitive theme coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys go ahead and talk. I don't be a mic hog. I'm surprised Ryan's not a mic hog because he's a drummer. I always make fun of him because he's a drummer. Because <laughs> We all know drummers are the true rock stars of any band, right? <laughs> Very true. It doesn't matter who the lead singer is. The drummer's like, yeah. I control can the drummer this. Drummer get some, huh? A little love. <laughs> get a little love. Got this hot, sweaty seat I'm sitting on this whole time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You got throw me in this cage like an animal. Fish <laughs> yeah, a fishbowl. <laughs> You're like waving to your friends outside the glass. <laughs> yeah. You have no I'm idea. You've never, you've never been in that box. You've never, you have no idea how hot it gets in there. <laughs> Oh, I opened yeah. the door once and it stinks in there, man. Oh, yeah. I it <laughs> you almost need to take a shower for you play drums. And I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I'd say, too, um, you know, it's like it's like you got both camps out there. You got the academia camp. You got the uh, you got the experiential camp. And the beauty of all this is it's the tension tension in both. You know what I mean? Um, that really gets us there because we we've got to experience the goodness of God, you know what I mean? Like, like, like what you were saying, Philip, in order for this to be valued, right? Like if, if it's just words on a page and it's just study, if it's academic purposes that I'm reading through the scripture, um, but not experiencing um, his nature through those words, right. And being able to, to find him as I go to the grocery store, as I go to fill up gas at the pump and I'm experiencing his presence, um, we're going to fall short too, you know? And, and I think that the big thing too, is like when we're walking in community with one another, um, you know, like, like, uh, the, the ability to 
you know, we, we, ex- we, it's almost as though we experience his nature through others in ways when we're operating in it rightly, you know, when we're able to extend grace and, and, and able to extend mercy, understanding that, Hey, like, I've been caught in that passion, those those lustful passions, too. I've been caught in worldly passions. I've been caught in sin. I've been led, led astray by my own desires. You know what I mean? Like that it yeah. allows us to have grace and mercy and and be that extension of the presence of God because of of what we've come out of. You know what I mean? Um, and that, that we can help lead others out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that same thing. And just being able to walk with people. Um, and, and do it graciously, do it mercifully, you know, um, and do it with the same kindness that led us to repentance through Christ, you know. Yeah, man, that's good, man. That, that, that is excellent, man. Both of what you guys both said, you know, Brian, you, you you just shared your story and your shared your experience and how God impacted uh, you, and you made that change, right? And, and Ryan, what you just said, you know, about the importance of doing just that like sharing your story, your testimony, like that is, that's a ministry in and of itself, you know, by you doing that, that gives a person, another person, an opportunity to see, hey, you know what? They were going through the same thing that I was, that I'm going through right now. And they found a way out. You know, man, maybe I don't have to listen to the devil's lies just saying that I got to, you know, I'm going to totally be out of control for the rest of my life and there's no way I can change. Like that is powerful, man. Talk about the grace of God right there, man. Well, and we don't, we don't, we don't need perfect leaders. You know what I mean? We don't need perfect leaders. We need transparent leaders. We need leaders who know the way, you know, and, and, and even when I look through scripture and, and, and it talks about Jesus has gone before me, you know what I mean? It doesn't say Jesus never struggled. It says Jesus never sinned. He never gave into temptation, but he was tempted. So he can at least identify Right. Yeah. With with that right. feeling of temptation that, that that we go through. And yet he yeah. said, he, he says, I go before you. I'm going to lead you out of this. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to show show you the way. And when yeah. we can adopt that as leaders, rather than trying to paint a picture um, in our discipleship as though we have no struggle or as though we, you know, we mm. we're just, mm. you know, high on uh, high, high up there in the heaven heavenlies, you know, like just doing our thing when we, when we're transparent and we're authentic yeah. and saying, I know that feeling of temptation, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I know what it feels like when, when, you know, for me personally, when my anger starts rising and I want to lash out, I want to get violent, you know? Um, and so I can help you navigate that. You know what I mean? I can help net, I can help you navigate this and get back to that place where you can show grace, where you can show mercy, where you can, it, you know, extend joy, you know, and, you know, I, I think it's just something that we need in this day is 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 like I, I don't want the Instagram pastor. I don't want the Instagram leader. I want to know that there's there's a leader out there that <laughs> oh my gosh. is down in the in the trenches and saying, hey, man, this still isn't easy and I still haven't mastered it. But I'm, yeah. I'm on I'm, this is where I am in my journey. And you can follow me. You can walk with me. You know, and that's that's how we got to do it. And, then, and that's what we had in the Apostle Paul. He said, the yeah. things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. Like, yeah. he never said what they were, which I think is brilliant. Um, <laughs> we all have our different struggles and stuff, you know. And he, he had a thorn in his f- flesh, a side, a messenger from Satan, and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, Ryan, just yesterday, uh, to our core team, Julie sent out a article. I don't know if you saw that, but how Facebook now wants Facebook now wants to partner with the church. This is a big announcement. 
you see that? Yeah. They want to partner with that. the church to uh, create online church uh, to remove uh, people from coming. Actually, they, this, they talk about this very openly that we want to create such an online experience for the church that it they don't they don't want to gather together physically anymore. <laughs> okay. The church, hey guys, the church is about to explode. The actual real church is about to explode because all these pressures are going to cause people to crave the reason why we actually gather. I mean, in the remnant style churches like we we run, they're going to explode. I mean, yeah. we're not going to be able to handle the growth that's coming. Yeah. Well, and I'm I, personally, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to uh, persecution. I know that sounds weird you know, in some circles, but man, we, we've gotten so, so far away from the gospel and so far away from, uh, I mean, when, when we, when we look at what of the, how, how would I say it? Like the, like the, the, the different tensions that arise in the church that, that are so minuscule, that are so petty, um, that like, there's just days where I think about like, you know what, like, I feel like persecution is the only way that we rise up and actually be the church. I, like it just that I, I don't think that we can operate with the blessing of God. I would like to think so that, that we can operate in the blessing and still be the church. But, there, you know, um, not that persecution isn't a blessing because there's plenty of room for that as well. But just what we deem in America as a blessing of being, you know, being, uh, you, know, you know, wealth and health and all these different things and. You know, but but I, I personally anymore these days, I'm looking forward to days where it's a little harder to say I'm a Christian. It's it, it's more than a than a than a box you check on your Facebook status, you know, or, or Facebook info, but that it actually would cost you something, uh, because I think in those days, that's when people are going to be united as one. You know what I mean? Like the church will be one because we have to be, you know, and right now, whether we a lot of people don't want to talk about this stuff. And that's part of this podcast. If you, if you disagree with political correctness or any of the big agendas that are out there, I, I say, talk about it in a kind way. Um, you know, we have to talk about these things. We have to actually voice, um, you know, how we feel about these things. But uh, I fully agree with you, Ryan, you know, persecution is already among us. I mean, it's already happening and, you know, when you've got states telling churches they can't gather um, and wherever you're at on COVID, I get it. But um, I'm not I'm not in, ignorant enough to think that it's not real. But I also believe it's been politically weaponized against the American people when you've got 99 percent statistics of people who recover. It's like, really? And we're going to all have to be vaccinated for this, you know, because. I don't want to be vaccinated and I'm, I'm going to be like, yeah, I won't do it, but they're going to make it to where it'll be impossible for you to do something. And then you'll have to, they're going to force us all down that path. And, um, and maybe not, maybe we can all, maybe the right type of pushback will come, but um, I want to throw out there too. So I, I agree with the persecution. So we talked about the present, the gospel, the presence of God. We've talked about becoming, um, how do we value salvation? Um, you know, this passage in Titus talks about how do we, uh, how grace trains us and the word renounces there. I think that's important for us to highlight for a brief moment mm -hmm. that grace will train us to renounce. And that word renounce actually means to make a formal declaration with your mouth. And, and, it's, and it's, uh, it actually means to formally declare an abandonment. 
So what grace is training us in is that we would formally declare maybe even every day as often as you need to that I, I formally renounce how I once partnered with worldliness and ungodliness, worldly passions and ungodliness. So that covers basically everything, right? Like if we struggle with pornography in the last day or two, you can wake up and you can say, okay, God, first repent. I'm sorry, father, bring me into your salvation. Like Psalm 51, renew a right spirit within me. And then we want to renounce that, that act that we did too. So we want to say, you know, spirits of lust or spirits of darkness. I renounce the fact that I partnered with you and I'm, I'm making a formal declaration right now as a son of the living God that you no longer have any authority over me and I'm no longer partnering with you. I'm cutting you off and cutting that off. That, that's right there in the scriptures. That's what the word renounce actually means. It's actually, it's actually like a legal act. It's like closing a door, you know? And so um, it trains us to renounce two parts death, but it also trains us to uh, live three parts life, self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. And the last thing I want to highlight is we, we, we saw a few more minutes. We'll kind of wind this down. But um, the last thing it gets to, if you go a few verses down, it says, uh, it talks about how uh, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. And so we have to remember that good works don't save us. Okay. Good works don't save us. Good works don't save us. <laughs> good works don't save us. Right. Like, but good works prove that we're saved. Yeah. So they're still very important. And God wants us to do good things, good deeds, uh, be kind to even our enemies so when I look around the world, when I look, you know, the question at the very beginning of this podcast was how do we fight spiritual darkness like in the inner man? And how do I fight darkness that's actually around this communist style of evil governmental leaders and all kinds of stuff? So in, it's in our school systems. I mean, how do I start to push back and fight? One is you talk in a kind way. Don't let your mouth just be muzzled. Don't let it be masked, right? Like yeah. the, the mask, right? Two would be... Um, go get involved, you know, go love on some of these people, go have coffee with some of these people who disagree with, go try to have a conversation with some of these politicians, go, uh, go to the school boards, run for sheriff. Right. I mean, like, don't just sit back no. and think somebody else is going to do that. Right. Like no. run for the school board, go get a seat at the table again. I mean, that's, there's a whole national movement of this, right? Like I'm not, this isn't like an idea that Grace House came up with. Um, but Grace House is going to champion the idea that, uh, I learned about it. Maybe I'll share the, official page and all kinds of stuff. I can't remember the, the group that did this, but there's a whole national group of people who are helping uh, all kinds of communities just go get a seat at the table so your voice can be present. So I think we've got to talk. We've got to, um, you know, we've got to have conversations with people and then we've got to go get involved. You, get, you might actually have to take some of your time and take some of your money out of your bank and yeah. go, go run for some office and actually make a difference. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that's good. Um, those are some practical. I, I think those are really practical ways to, you know, make those steps forward and, um, you know, take action as regards to, you know, how do we implement this scripture in a practical way in our lives? Well, yeah, just like you said, open your mouth and communicate, but do it in, in, in love, right? Do it in love, like you said. Um, 
uh, getting involved, right? And also, I think a way that we can really um, take action is stop feeding the beast, right? So, like, <laughs> if you already know, like, if you already know that there's something that um, is contributing to this this madness, right? You know, maybe it's a, a product that you use or a service that you use, and you know that the proceeds of that is going directly to to something that totally goes against what you even stand for. Why do you still keep spending your hard-earned money, you know, to support that, right? And I know you're just one person, but it still matters, right? You know, it, it's it's uh, I don't know, like if I know that the company and organization that I'm uh, patronizing supports the LGBT community, I'm not going to keep supporting that. Like, I'm not going to encourage other people to support it either. I'm going to, I'm going to make that declaration. Hey, I'm not even going to spend my money on that thing. Right. You know, that's just something for me personally that, that I've been doing is like looking at, you know, why am I contributing to them? If they're going to blaspheme God, you know, when I, as soon as I turn the TV on, and I gotta jump through fifty different titles that's blaspheming in the name of God just to get to the one thing that I want to see. It's like, how does this even yeah. work for me personally? So I don't know. Well, we have to live with a heightened sense of tenderness, and I think you said it earlier, right? Like, um, be be harmless as doves and yeah. be wise as serpents. You know, that's that's the strategy of this hour. Yeah. Is to be as, as harmless as a dove to our culture, but also wise and crafty uh, like a serpent is and know how to kind of maneuver around some of these, these issues. And cause really what we're talking about when we bring up uh, LGBTQ or the political correctness or what we're really talking about is we're talking about ideologies yeah. that are not fair ideologies. They're, it's, they don't allow uh, multiple voices at the table. And so, uh, that's why we're talking about it because the voice of the believer is no longer welcome in these conversations and school districts are being taken over by these ideologies and local governments. And so, yeah, I call that darkness and uh, yeah. I say we're, we are to conquer that darkness um, and with love and, and that's the persecution we're up against right now. And so we have to know how to craftily like a serpent handle this and harmless as a dove handle it. So it's, that's kind of a good way of saying good luck. <laughs> so, well, guys, we've had an amazing conversation today on the T212 culture. Uh, I'm actually going to break this down into two parts. So um, we'll, these will be releasing here soon. But, hey, you guys have any closing thoughts before I, I, I wrap it up? No, I'm good. We had, we had a good discussion today, guys. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks yeah. for your, your passion and your devotion to uh, to the to the kingdom of God. And so, Hey, everyone on our podcast, we love you. We have a really powerful growing audience. Continue to help us share and spread uh, the grace stops culture around. Be greatly appreciated. Uh, check out our website, graceops.net. And until next time, make sure that you live upright. Yo, what up?